Yeah, Ryan Halley here from Always Betting Yesterday. I'm on the road at the moment. I'm facilitating some workshops. I brought the laptop with me. I don't have the microphone, so I'm recording straight into the laptop. I hope that you can hear me loud and clear. And again, just a reminder to show up imperfectly, that uh, hopefully that my heart and my mind reaches your heart and your mind right where you're at. Things don't need to be perfect for the heart connection to be made. And uh, as I got in the car, it was a five-hour journey, 250-mile trip. Um, and I push play on Power Versus Force by David Hawkins. I've been listening to it for a very, very long time, on and off. But every time I push play, there's always something at that very moment that I just needed to hear and all that really kind of hits me at that moment. And again, I just, I just smile and trust timing. And one of the things that's really stood out uh, that I've been listening to today is this idea of heaven and hell. And um, the idea of, you know, this kind of judgment day is, is, is a rhetoric that you might get from the Bible. But I think we have to understand that heaven and hell are very much concepts that we can live in this very, very moment. And um, rather than them being kind of judgment days at the end of our days, heaven and hell is very much a state of living, a state of being that are the consequences of the decisions that we make in this very moment that our existence will feel like heaven on earth or hell on earth based on the decisions, actions, intentions that we have whilst we are living very much now. And, um, you know, the Power Versus Force book kind of outlays a map of consciousness. It outlays the higher levels of consciousness from the level of courage, acceptance, love, unconditional love, joy, peace, enlightenment. And he also talks about the lower end, the lower vibrational frequency energies, the lower attractor patterns of fear, guilt, shame, anger, pride. Um, and here's the thing I've come to realize that before I became a Christian, before I accepted Jesus as my king, I used to look at the idea that we were told not to do stuff. And I'd be like, why? Like there, there was something about my spirit that was just <laughs> adaptive child never wanted to be told what to do i certainly didn't want to be told some of the things i shouldn't be doing um <laughs> and that just kind of made no sense to me especially when you know some of the things that the bible says not to do are some of the most earthly worldly pleasurable things that we could possibly partake in it's just like why would I remove that from my human existence? I want more, more, more of that, more pleasure, more, <laughs> more self-serving pleasure. And um, it kind of made no sense to, to adopt a model where it says, hey, don't do those things. Why would I, you know, why would I want to be told what not to do? And I've come to realize that it isn't a, um, it isn't Jesus saying, don't do these things. Um, is actually Jesus sharing some wisdom that says, if you do these things, it will feel like hell on earth. Whatever we um, create attachment to physically, um, whether that be any addictions, uh, anything like that, that we pursue, pursue money and culture and sex and drugs and all sorts of things in between, that the pursuit of those things will lead to a, an attachment to matter, which will ultimately lead to suffering and ultimately to a feeling of lack and inadequacy, shame, guilt, depression, whatever the byproducts might be. And, and ultimately, our spirit will, will feel like it's living a hell on earth. 
So all of the things that Jesus says don't do correlate with the things that produce lower attractive energy fields. And all the things that he does say, you know, particularly in, in a lot of the, the wisdom that he shares in the Beatitudes, a lot of the things that he says and the way that we should live our lives actually um, create or, or align with higher energy attractive fields. Love, acceptance, peace, enlightenment. So we can take it as a, you know, a religious text and, you know, as if to say we're being told what to do and being controlled. Or we can actually look and transcend the words and get to the heart of what he's meaning. And actually the wisdom, the wisdom is aligning ourselves with the attractive fields that ultimately do good for ourselves and humanity, do good for as many people as possible. That's what pure wisdom is, is to live from that state of harmony with, you know, nature and love. I think that is the the message that ultimately we should take. And I think there are a number of other um, religious texts that, that say very, very similar things. Why? Because I think they are rooted in some form of truth. I think they're rooted in some form of truth and, and the wisdom that we can um, develop is to align ourselves with that which benefits as many people as possible, that produces good, that produces truth, that produces um, good outcomes for as many people as possible. And you could say that wisdom is also avoiding that which uh, reduces our um, energy fields, reduces our pattern, reduces our vibration. So wisdom can also be seen as not doing the things that, reduce our vibe not being around certain things not doing certain things being around certain people um there's a a, a wide-ranging things that can affect our vibrational frequencies for the positive and the negative and i think the applied wisdom therefore is is to do more of what brings us up and do less of what brings us down simple come back to that plus one minus one mentality so I hope this kind of meets you where you are in your heart and your mind. I think this is an encouragement to continue to apply that wisdom. Keep doing that which keeps your vibrational frequency high in the spirit of courage, of love, of acceptance, of truth, of joy in your heart this week, I hope for you. And as we continue to journey on this path of enlightenment. And one of the funny one-liners that this book says is that you can't, uh, so light can't enter a closed box. Light cannot enter a closed box. And what that really means is if we want to get to a state of enlightenment, we have to be open. We have to be open-minded, open-hearted. And sometimes if our ego doesn't open, then maybe the world is going to break us. <laughs> maybe the world is going to put cracks in our armor, chinks in our armor, create a little bit of suffering so that the light can get in and transform us from the inside out. The more and more light we carry within ourselves, the more humility that we can um, lay down our ego, suspend the fact that we might know it all, be willing, be open-minded, be an open box, allow the light in and allow that light, that love, that awareness to transform us to reveal something new about ourselves and other people so that we may walk with more love in our heart love for ourselves love for the work that we do love for the people that we're surrounded by and that 
is one of the greatest gifts that we can give to humanity is to grow in our enlightenment, to grow in our consciousness and the greater light that we carry within ourselves, in us and through us, the greater spark that we will create in the hearts and the minds of other people. Happy Monday for listening to this on day of release. Keep bringing that awareness, keep bringing that love and that light both within you and through you. Keep aligning yourself with the wisdom of the things that bring you more light, that create more love and light in your spirit. Avoid those things that take it away. And I wish you a very, very good week. Reach out, email me using the email in the show notes if you'd like to have a conversation and to see how I can continue to help you along this path of enlightenment to encourage you to connect with your heart set, to encourage you to bring more of your heart work to the world. And between us, we will leave a heart print where those around us are left better than yesterday. Always love, my friends. Thank you for listening, as always.